0: Wrestling report. We are going to be covering a little bit of the cream rules, uh, review plus the biggest news that came out of play, Wyatt and the and WWE. We're going to follow up on the Sammy Guevara-Andrade's idol uh, altercation that happened on Wednesday. We're going to have a little bit of AEW. Of the Chokesland Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate One from New York City, and today we have. We're going to cover a little bit of Extreme Rules last night. uh Bray Wyatt returning back into wrestling. We're going to cover a little bit of the Andrade's and MJF, Just doing a piggyback on that uh since I did a video a couple of days ago on my YouTube channel. Plus, we're going to be talking about New Japan and. All the stuff that's coming out of that, uh, this uh, coming up this week. But let's talk about, first of all, the big news. Bray Wyatt is back in WWE. Uh, after weeks of this, uh, what I call a silly, it was very silly to me, uh, this White Rabbit and these Q&R codes that kept popping up on Smackdown and on Raw during the week. Uh it was just we knew that we uh Bray Wyatt was coming back. I mean it's been over a year since he left WWE. He did show up at Impact, which that was most laughable um rumor that was going around run that he was gonna show up at Impact huh, with Braun Strowman. That shit was hilarious. Impact can't keep nobody, impact got no money like that to keep a guy like Bray Wyatt under the under the budget. Then there was talk that he was going to show up at AEW, uh, and that he might be the leader of the Dark Order. That didn't happen. So he kept himself very, very uh, under, under the radar for, for almost a year. And then he was doing little vignettes on YouTube. And finally last night, after the Matt Riddle-Seth Rollins match, before Extreme Rules went on the air, the lights went out. He popped out, the crowd went crazy, and he left. He is not coming back as the brave warrior, I guess, with that ugly-ass mask that he had, unless he is doing it, but uh, he's back. He's back. The question is, what are they going to do with him? You know, what are they going to do with him? Are they going to keep him around doing these long vignettes? Is Alexa Bliss will be part of his group? I hope not. I hope not. Alexa Bliss is still walking around with that doll, creepy doll. So, I mean, unless they're going to do the Sister Abigail, that is dead and dead and buried because they buried uh, Bray Wyatt back in Wrestlemania of last year, if I'm correct. And, um, you know, they made him lose. His feud with Randy Orton, the part where he got burned, and all, it was just bad. It was very bad. The worst match he had was the one with Seth Rollins' in the hell in the cell the most disaster hell in the cell that i can remember since the hell in the cell inception back in 1997. that was the worst match i ever saw in a hell in the cell so now here we are he's back bray wire is back so we'll see what happens i mean this is a good move for wwe but again like i say they are trying to fix all the mistakes that miss mcmahon did in the last 2 years. You bring all these people back, you brought back Johnny Gargano, you brought back Candice LeRae, uh Bray Wyatt now, Killer Cross, uh carrying Cross. All these guys you bring them back. The question is, why can you use the talent that you already have there? And why not? The talent you know that you've been s- having sitting around the back and catering And not using them to their ability. So, I don't understand. I don't understand what Triple H is doing. But it is crazy. Uh, I did see um, Raw this week and SmackDown. Which led up to Extreme Rules last night. SmackDown was the best one out of both. But one match that pissed me off the way it ended. And WWE dropped the ball on this. And I was... I posted this on Twitter. Uh, I spoke to Michael Servantino about this, who's a regular guy from Chokeslam and Turbo Tabloid. You know, I understand what he said. He said maybe the finish to the Seamus and Gunter match, there's probably going to be another match. I don't want to see another match. Okay? I didn't get to see the, the, the first match between Gunter and uh, Sheamus. But I heard so much positive feedback on that. I got to go back and see that match. But I saw the one on SmackDown this week. And I don't know what the hell WWE is planning to do or, or did the referee mess up? But Walter tapped. So why was not the belt given to Sheamus? And they made it look like, no, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't uh, tap. He's trying to reach the ropes. Stop. Stop stop he definitely tapped which is a stupid way to end the match i mean i was so angry at that the way they ended that match you know shaman needs that belt the intercontinental belt to complete his grand slam the only belt that has eluded him since he's been there and now shaman's been there forever he's been there since his 2007 2008 something like that he's never won the united states title here we go WWE has a chance to make history on SmackDown. They put something like this on free TV that millions of people are watching. And they chose for this ending, which was stupid. To me, it was stupid. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so they decided, instead of giving him the belt, oh, let's keep it on Gunther. But then we'll have a good old-fashioned Broke match for Extreme Rules, which led to... The Brawling Brutes uh, pretty much, you know, beating Imperium. You know, uh, I heard Gunther uh, was put through a, a table and whatnot. So, it's, this is, you know, it's, it's crazy. I mean, so you did all this to then have the Brawling Brutes beat Imperium at Extreme Rules. Does that make any sense? No. The Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey match. Uh, apparently, Ronda Rousey wins the belt again. Uh, I don't understand this because Liv Morgan, they were making this girl again. I hate what WWE does when they give a belt to a baby face. They always put the, you know, um, you know. I always fought all my life. I'm the, you know, I am the underdog. They played that with um with uh oh my god, the Rawls Women's Champion, Bianca Belair. And they were playing this with Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan, you put her in a match with Extreme Rule match, everything counts, everything goes for nothing. You had the girl win the belt for two months or three months, however how long she had that belt, only to go, you know. Yeah, to, 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 to give it back to Randall Rousey. At one point, Rousey got Morgan in a, a, a rope-assisted triangle choke on Morgan, but Morgan launched the two of them into the outside to break the hold. Then Morgan hit Rousey with a chair into the abdomen before she placed the chair into the ring corner. Rousey got Morgan for a piper's pit, but Morgan instead hit the foot backstabber on Rousey before launching her into the ring post for a near fall. four. And at the end of the moment, again, you know, Rousey quickly transitioned into a triangle choke. Morgan lifted Rousey into a power up for a near f- fall, but Rousey kept the hold before adjusting her position to a b- bicep crusher with a smile on her face. Morgan faded before the referee ended the match, giving Rousey a submission one. Let me get this straight. So now all of a sudden, Liv Morgan is an is, 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 is a, is a MMA fighter and she's smiling that she could deal with the pain. Of this hole that Ronda Rousey put on her, so now they're probably gonna have another match and whatnot. And this is the thing with WWE that repeat matches, rinse and repeat. And this is what I was telling Michael, my boy Mike. This rinse and repeat. I don't want to see a third match between Gunther and Sheamus for what? You know what I'm saying? The first one was the best one supposedly, and this one was very good onto the way they ended the match. Now, with me the way I'm re- what I'm reading here, it seems like Ronda Rousey is going to have to defend that belt against Liv Morgan either Monday night, Monday night or SmackDown really cuz that's SmackDown. I don't want to see it. I don't I really don't. Don't care about sh- First of all, I don't care about Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey she can't wrestle for shit. You know what I'm saying? She can't wrestle. She she's not somebody. I you know Want to say before? Yeah, no, I don't know then we had the strap which to carry across versus Drew McIntyre uh, Of course Scarlett got in the ring to block McIntyre's attempt to c- at the kick-up before spraying McIntyre with pepper spray We saw this coming And get Blightfolder, cross hit cross hammer on McIntyre Nick for the pinfall win up uh, last time i remember a strap match you're supposed to touch all four corners last time i remember so now wwe went and changed the format Cause strap match since i've been watching wrestling since i was four a strap match you're supposed to touch all four corners there is no pinfall wwe again changing you know certain stuff now where this is going to lead Let's talk about the real thing. What this Karrion Kroll versus Drew McIntyre is going to lead? Is he going to lead with Karrion Cross going after Roman Reigns? As of now, that is not going to happen for the simple fact that Roman Reigns right now is too busy trying to wrestle uh, Logan Paul or Paul Logan, whatever his name is. And, I mean, that promo with Logan this week was horrible. That match should not be nowhere near a mic. The fact that this match is even happening is a- embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And I'm going to keep saying it. Any 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 non-professional wrestler that steps in the ring to be part of a story, whether it's in WWE or AEW, should, should be ashamed of themselves. Why are you bringing in people like that? WWE decided to do that not long ago with... um. Not a WWE, AEW. They went as far as to um, bring in Shaq one time. And made Shaq go through a table. go false go through a table. To find the stupid. And my, uh, Tony Khan should stay away from all that. The last guy that was in there, in the ring, that shouldn't be in the ring, was Action Bronson. Which he did pretty good, but he shouldn't be in the ring. But WWE does this a lot. You know what I'm saying? They do this a lot. You know what I'm saying they had Logan Paul, wrestle uh, The Miz, he made himself look this great wrestler. Whatever, stop, stop. They, you know, it's just ridiculous. But well, the word on this is that the reason they're doing this is because the prince from Saudi Arabia is uh loves Logan Paul. Logan Paul is very big out there in Saudi Arabia. I don't know why, but, but he's another one with blood money. That's that's fine with me. But they carry across again, um. I think he probably is going to be. I don't know where they're going to go with this, unless he's going to start feeding with uh, with uh, Roman Reigns. We shall see. The women's uh, championship match of uh, Bianca Belair uh, retained the belt and whatnot. You know, Belair under the ladder as uh, Bailey placed Belair under the ladder. She climbed the ladder to get the title, but Belair pushed the ladder from underneath. And sent Bailey to the ropes. The two raced to the ladder to retreat the title before exchanging punches on the top of the ladder. Bailey slammed Bailey on the ladder with her braid, but Bailey got back up, attacked Bailey with her braid. Bailey got a ladder from the corner, but Bailey pulled Bailey and hit a ladder assisted K.O.D. on Bailey before retrieving the title. Bailey retains the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, this, uh, this kind of. This kind of shocked me. I thought Bianca Belair will lose her belt to Bailey, but I guess they're not even gonna do. This is what I'm saying. Like, if you're giving Bailey a title match, now what are you gonna do now? I mean, this was the best way for Bailey to win the belt with uh with her with her uh, with her group, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I don't understand. So you put Bailey in this match. And you made sure that she was not going to win this belt. And mind you, you had outside interference from her group. And yet, you did not put the belt on Bailey. And then you put her in a match that usually there would be a match to, to end a feud between two competitors. But you put her in a freaking ladder match. And now she beat her in a ladder match. And you not? I thought Bailey was going to win. So Bianca Belair still the champion. They not, they're they not going to give it to Sonala. I want to see where they're going to go with this. That's going to be very interesting. Um, in the I quit match, Edge versus Finn Balor, um, this is very interesting because this is going to be... I don't know if they're going to take this to uh, uh, war games and whatnot not coming up uh, in the Survivor Series, but... Finn Balor beats um, Edge in an I quit match. Uh, you know, uh, Ripley and Phoenix exchanged uh, strikes before Phoenix hit the spear on Ripley, retrieving the keys to the handcuffs and freeing uh, Edge. Edge hit the spear on Priest before confronting Dominic. Dominic tried to shake Edge's hand, but Edge instead hit a low blow on Dominic from behind. Balor hit a sling blade on Edge and went from a shotgun dropkick, but Edge hit a spear on Balor. Edge hit two more spears about before telling Phoenix to get a chair. Ripley attacked Phoenix with the brass knuckles, which allowed Prince to hit the south of heaven. Chokeslam on Balor. And Balor hit the three coupe the grace on Edge. And Balor told Edge to say that he quit, but Edge instead told him to go to hell. In response, Edge answered Ripley got in response to the uh, to Edge's answer, that's what I meant to say. Ripley got two chairs. Went to hit the concerto on his wife Phoenix. To stop Ripley, Edge had no choice but to say, "I quit." Ori Ballard the win. Despite Edge saying the words, Ripley still slammed Phoenix with the chair on the, on the head. Remy pity Williams, and more referee came to the ring to assist with Phoenix unconscious body as Ballard and Judgment Day stood tall in the ramp. I mean. This 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 is this is getting very really interesting with this uh, whole judgment day. I think this is one of the I think one of the um uh, fun storylines they have here. Um so this um uh, is enjoyable. I wanna see where they're gonna go with this. Most likely we're gonna see Rhea Ripley teaming up follow with Finn Balor uh against Edge and um uh, or we're gonna see uh, we could see this could happen. We could see a war games which will include uh Judgment Day with AJ Styles, Edge, Rey Mysterio, and maybe another fourth member. And we could see AJ Styles probably turning on everybody and joining Judgment Day. I could see it. He's gotten beat up twice in two weeks. He suffered two losses in two weeks. So we'll see. Uh we'll be right back with more. Extreme Rules Coverage The, the Pro Wrestling Vault 35 short stories including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers <laughs> and Tim Storm. Storm along with 300 photos <laughs> from, from the, the independent, independent scene. scene taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi and Alabama. Alabama. Get your book today by going to wrestleville.com <laughs> or LanceByChance.com Wrestleville. It's, it's where wrestling lives. And we're back guys, so we're gonna continue with this Extreme Rules. Uh, the Fight Pit match, with special guest referee, Daniel Cormier. This was the match between Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle. And of course, this match, uh, apparently, uh, you know, Riddle wins this match. Riddle, and, and the ending of the match, Riddle got back up at the court count of seven. But Rollins started laying the penalty kicks on Riddle. Rollins talked trash to Riddle before going for the Peruvian necktie. But Riddle twisted his way into hitting an RKO on Rollins from out of nowhere. The two got back up, started extending the strike before Riddle went for another RKO. But Rollins blocked it and hit a curb stomp on Riddle. Riddle got up to the count of nine before being greeted by Rollins with a stomp. But Riddle made Rollins climb onto the top of the fight pit. Riddle got to the top of the cage, but Rollins bit Riddle's fingers. Riddle instead locked in a sleeper on Rollins, but Rollins slammed Riddle into the chain attached to the cage. Before slamming Riddle's fin to the cage, Rollins then hit a buckle bomb on Riddle onto the top part of the cage, and Rollins hit a pedigree on Riddle. Actually, no. Rollins hit a pedigree on Riddle, yeah, on the podium, and the demanded Colmia to count it, but Colmia informed him that he can only count if it is in the cage. Riddle hit an RKO on Rollins on the podium, sending Rollins back to the cage. Riddle, as man that madman that he is, hit a senton off the top part of the cage onto Rollins. to got back up at the count of nine before Riddle got Rollins into a triangle choke. But, Paul, Paul, but Rollins on Riddle closed the ring and cage. Despite this, Riddle kept the hole on Rollins, leading to Rollins tapping out and giving Rollins the submission win. So, Matt Riddle wins this match where does this go now because i know for a fact monday night red uh rollins attacked um bobby lashley and i believe uh, mustafa ali so because now he wants to a title shot the united states belt so most likely he's probably moving on from this match with Matt riddle to go now for with to go after the united states title um i mean this has been going on for months Between him and Riddle, so it's good. Of course, after the massive lights went out, and with Riddle and Cormier on the ramp, the song, he got the whole world in his hands, started blind from the speaker as the crowd erupted. There were figures dressed up as the live huskers, the pig, Mercy, the buzzer, Rambling Rabbit, and Abby the witch across the arena before showing a black fiend mask and a fiend dressed figure on the ringside. There was a look at the fire ho- firefly fun house before the video of a mass figure said who killed the world you did the lights went back on to reveal a door on the ramp which opened by force the door opened, view no other than the returning Bray Wyatt, making his return to WWE wise new logo flash on the screen to end the broadcast so now there's a series uh before ground uh, of course they're gonna crown Jews, but crown Jews don't really matter First virus Series, we're gonna see who is Bray Wyatt gonna be feuding with, cause not and where he's gonna be. Is he gonna be in Raw? Is he gonna be in SmackDown? Where is he gonna? Is he gonna start feuding with um, Roman Reigns? He should be the guy who should be Roman Reigns, cause I believe I think Roman Reigns beat Braun Strowman. Uh, there was something happened. I think it was like some pay per view before I, before. During the pandemic, where um, Roman Reigns went and got the belt. That's how he won the Universal title. He hasn't lost a sense. So I think the best person to beat Roman Reigns right now is Bray Wyatt. I mean, why not? You got nobody in there, no top baby face that could do that. Now, is Bray Wyatt coming back as the baby face? I highly doubt that because he's probably going to be like this mystic, mysterious. Heel, or you know, it's gonna be back, way back like Bray Wyatt. Now, question is, are we gonna see him by himself, or he's gonna have a group? You know what I'm saying? And the Wyatt family was very good. Unless uh, Eric Redbeard show goes back to WWE, you gotta have him and Braun Strowman um, join Bray Wyatt. But then again, why? Why bring Braun Strowman? Braun Strowman right now is in the middle. Of uh, we saw him, wrestle Chad Gable this week, uh, and um, or last week, and they are putting him into the feud with him Omas. Two Two, tr- two trick ponies because Omar is not all that. Omar is a big guy, bruh, That's all he's doing. Same thing with Braun Strowman, you know. They're not really doing nothing with him with that. So I mean, this week again. This week, um, Raw was all right. I like, I like, I mean, to me, the biggest storyline right now is Judgment Day. Um, The Sami Zayn situation um, with now supposedly Roman Reigns is going to appear on Raw this Monday for the season premiere. The Roman Reigns with Logan Paul, I don't care for that. But the story between the Sami Zayn and the Usos not, like, not trusting Sami Zayn and Sami Zayn not taking care of Jay. Um, you know, because he's a hothead. It's very interesting. And Solar Sakai, this guy is a beast. He reminds me of his father back in the days. Rikishi, when he was the Samoan SWAT team. Um, so, you know, WWE is looking good. I actually can't believe I'm even saying this. It's looking good, but again, you can't put all your eggs in that basket because you know they're going to mess up. It's just a matter of time, Okay. Look at what happened this Friday. The Gunter and Sheamus match. I put all my eggs on that basket. And what they did, they made it look like Walter was trying to reach the rose when you see it. You see it straight up. He tapped twice. And the referee said, no, he's trying to reach it. That was stupid. That was stupid the way it ended. I'm telling you that right now. It's just horrible. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, um. You know, not much of WWE news. I don't think so this week. Of course, uh, only uh, uh, a report here of a jury rules against WWE in a lawsuit over use of Randy Orton's tattoo in a 2K video game. The long-standing lawsuit against WWE by Katherine Alexander has been handed a verdict in April 2018. Catherine Alexander. Randy Orton's tattoo artist filed a lawsuit against WWE. Take-Two Interaction Software Inc., 2K Game Inc., and 2K Sports and Virtual Content Entertainment, Ukes Co- Company Limited, and Ukes LA Inc., for using her tattoo design in their video games without her permission. The case went to trial on September 26th, and after less than four hours of deliberation, the jury ruled in favor of Alexander, noting that the tattoo did not fall under the fair use. See, it's a problem. WWE think they could do whatever they want, whatever they can, you know what I'm saying? And there you go. WWE since I don't remember but this is the first time I see WWE losing a lawsuit. Usually they, they um they pretty much um they, they they settle out of court most of the time. So, you know, uh so this this is, you know, it's not a good look for them. They got a bunch of other stuff on court that they, they got to be worrying about. So, you know, especially now with McMahon out of the picture, we don't know if his lawyer is going to be retired. The lawyer wanted to retire because he was tired. He was 70 years old. So, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be a very interesting situation. We'll be right back with the Andrade's and Sammy Guevara. I'm going to piggyback on that and give you more of my thoughts on that. We'll be right back. So let's talk about the biggest story that happened during the week. As we all know, as I I, for one, prepared my podcast probably on a Monday. I start taking notes. I start seeing what's going on in the professional wrestling, what's going on, all this. And you know, the Andrade, the Edelode, came out of nowhere and said. That Sammy Guevara had complained he hit too hard. Even Johnson didn't have a complaint. And this was on Monday or Tuesday when I first saw this report. He Andrade came out of nowhere and said, I did have one issue with a wrestler. I'm going to say his name. It was Sammy Guevara. I had an issue with him because he once came to the locker room and complained that we hit him too hard. It's wrestling. Solve it in the ring. If I hit hard, hit me hard too. I learned that. He came in and that he accused me like a little girl. After I learned about it, I spoke to him and asked if he had an issue with me, but he said he did not, and that's all there was to it. It's funny because not even in WWE, for example, Sheamus likes to hit. And all my respect for him because he loves hit hard and loves the strike. He is wild. Even The Miz likes to throw strikes. Not even John Cena complained about me. So, if he did, not complain. Imagine this kid who was just starting but he. But there's that. My question to me, to 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 to, 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 to Andrade, not to me, um, is why would you bring this up in a podcast called Moss Luchas and bring this up? What was the purpose of you bringing this up in a podcast? You know? Even though he spoke about his feeling in AEW, you know, he said, people, uh, right now, he felt like he was stagnant. I feel like I want more. I feel like I although I have a good contract. The schedule is good. I like the schedule because WWE was inhuman. Now, imagine, remember what I just said? What he said to this Mas Lucha podcast, that the schedule for WWE was inhuman. It was quite a lot. He said, people cannot imagine. They think because he is he's fighting on TV, it is the only time he fights. There's a non television match in other cities, other countries. Right now, it's difficult because I want more. I feel like I want more. Now that Roche is back, it's the pressure that we want more. Since Roche joined the AEW with him, he said the following. I'm happy that he got signed. I tried to help as much as possible, and they, AEW, like his work. People want to see Los Ingobernables back together after I joined WWE. I went to AEW to reform in Los Ingobernables. It's something awesome, and there will be a lot of stuff coming may be good or may be bad i don't want to get ahead of myself and he also did had discussed his standing aid after being booked in a match versus korea match against dark order press advance which did not happen on the three-year anniversary edition show a rampage for october 7 he stated it's difficult i was in wwe i had a big contract and they offered me even better contract but i rejected it because i wanted to continue growing you know that's why i chose to go to aew so and he said now he feels stagnant you know so so you know he was talking all this stuff you know and you know so this was the middle of the week then out of nowhere there was a another story that our original aew star was teasing departure from company and this came from wrestlingnews.co the chairman posted a gif on twitter was talking about we're talking about sean Spear saying goodbye. He deleted a post shortly afterwards. Shortly after Spear posted the, the gif, his fellow AEW star Simon Guevara told him, you are a jobber. A favor hire. Be grateful, bitch. Though Guevara did not tag anybody in a, twi- a twi- tweet, the timing of it may indicate that it was directed at Spear. There have been no other indication that Spear is leaving AEW and the exchange if it was an exchange, may be the start of an angle between himself and Guevara. Guevara's tweet could also have been directed to Andrade Alito, who has also been teasing his departure from the company for some time. That's what was going on. In a recent interview, Elito hinted at some backstage heat between himself and Guevara rushing from a lot of complaint over which I just read. And then we had the situation that happened on Wednesday. Now, on Wednesday, or actually Tuesday. There was a back and forth situation, uh, a tweet between Elidolo and Sammy Guevara where Sammy Guevara called him an ungrateful bitch uh, that he was upset that uh, Andrade was upset that he couldn't get over for the second time and that he should be grateful because Ric Flair, his father-in-law, got him the job at AEW in return. Andradez came back and said, well, I'll see you on Wednesday, which means there was like a threat. So I guess if they meet up, there was going to be a confrontation. Apparently in reports as of this weekend that Guevara and Andradez were approached about this and told them if nothing was going to happen. They both agreed that nothing was going to happen. Apparently, Andrade went to work for himself, if you could say it, and supposedly uh disregard that they told him that there should be no fighting, no don't approach them, don't uh don't don't approach them, don't uh call, go to him, nothing. Apparently he did. He Andrade was the one that approached uh Sammy Guevara. Guevara in back shoved Andrade. Andradez then took through punches at him. Now, the question is did he hit him? That he punched him in the face. Apparently, nothing, there was no marking on him as a Wednesday night in Sammy Guevara on his main event. But Andrade was sent home. So, people were questioning why was Sammy in the main event if he got into it with Andradez and he got the pin on top of that. So The problem with that is that then I was started questioning why was Andrade at home and Sammy Guevara wasn't. Well, a couple of uh, the day after I dropped the video, and that same night that I dropped the video, reports came in that Andrade was the one who initiated the situation because he was told Tuesday not to approach Sammy Guevara. He still did. He was waiting for him. Okay, and when he waited for him that's when everything happened and he was sent home. Thursday, uh, he posted something on Twitter saying, if you respect me, I respect you. Then coach then put a uh, the little, you know, the little uh, website and said that he was trying I was trying to get himself fired. And it seems like that's what it is. He's not happy with AEW with his stand even though his boy Roosh is with him, and Roosh just got signed and whatnot. But he's not happy. But then again, this has been going on for the last two or three months, where wrestlers are not happy where they're being booked. And this is all blame to Tony Khan. Okay? Uh, There was also a report about uh, the Hangman page that's sitting with CM Punk. It looks like Moxley used that little... uh, That little uh, situation and used it this past Wednesday when he said something about, you know, kids around here. So, pretty much, he's he's probably agreeing with CM Punk. I don't know what's going on with that, but there's a lot of heat going on with AEW. Tony Khan is not doing anything because he's acting like a damn Mark, okay, instead of a boss. You know what I'm saying? You could have controlled this situation yourself. You can't tell me that you did not see this on Twitter happening on tuesday meanwhile you promoting the third anniversary of aew on twitter so there's no excuse for it you are not you might have you may be the worst you know boss of a wrestling company ever because i never heard of no shit like this ever and for him not to do anything and then just send somebody home and i i don't know this is chaos this is chaotic He's losing total control of AEW. Do not be surprised that in two years from now AEW is under, because nobody's gonna put up with this shit. You know what I'm saying? Again, there's also a theory going around that WWE wrestlers are the ones, the ones starting all the trouble. Who well, they used to be WWE, and maybe they, you know, probably they got a, a beef about it. Because if you think about it, indie wrestlers. Have their ways of doing certain things. WWE wrestlers who used to be WWE see things differently because of the way things were run, or whatever, and their heads are gassed up because they figure, hey, you you just indie guy. You have not been what I've been at. You haven't been in forty thousand people arenas. You haven't been in a WrestleMania. You haven't been this and this and that. And I could see that. There was rumors back then that they, the the locker was divided with with homegrown aew against former at wwe guys but we will never know what's going on behind the scene because we just could go and speculate all we want i could go here and say that andrade is a troublemaker because andrade Andrade used to be in wwe no i could say that andrade wasn't what initiated all this because you didn't need to talk about sammy guevara at no podcast whether he told you this or not Things that happen in the back of the locker room should be stay stay in the back of the locker room. But now is this is the new thing. All these wrestlers want to talk about what's going on. They want to do shoots. They want to do all this. And the thing that burns me and kills me is that every time something like this happened, oh it's a work. First of all, you don't know if it's a work or not because you do not work for the company. It's not a work. Okay? And it's not a work. Okay. This is not this is the new thing now. Everybody wants to think it's a work. It's not a work. Okay? It's not a work. They're gonna be, oh, but MJF it was a work. MJF was not a work. Okay? MJF wanted more money. And Tony Khan needed to bring his ratings up and he brought them back and gave him more money. He didn't he didn't uh extend his contract. He gave him more money. That's it. But it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So but uh, you know. It's it's crazy, but we'll be right back with more AEW news. And we're back. So we're going to talk about AEW, the third year anniversary of AEW Dynamite now what can I say about this three years AEW's been around I believe I liked AEW the way it was before they started uh, signing all these ex WWE guys and having all this crap going on right now and when I Tony Khan not acting like a boss acting like a damn Mark um, it's just a, a, a point where you know don't get me wrong they still do great matches it's just the shit that happens behind the scenes you know what i'm saying and in the three years that aew's been around tony khan and i'm gonna repeat this tony khan did not take advantage of how wwe was run under Viz mcmahon instead he was catering to the likes of cm punk um you got Miro there you're not using him you did not use Malachi Black the way you're supposed to. Buddy Matthews. The House of Black themselves. Uh, you did push FTR to the moon. I give him, him that. Uh, but the CM Punk. Once CM Punk came in. Everything was cool until what happened this past August. Oh, oh, better yes, September. CM Punk being under the ear of Tony Khan. And of course, CM Punk is going to take advantage because he knows. That Tony Khan is not a real boss. He's a mark. He's gonna go and, you know, oh, I got CM Punk and he's like a little kid. Cause he's a wrestling fan. Not only a wrestling promoter, but a wrestling fan. So CM Punk took advantage of that. And that's what why AEW has had so much trouble. I mean, look at the likes of Brian Cage. They had Brian Cage, they could have went to the moon with Brian Cage. They could you could have a uh, Brian Cage versus Kenny Omega machine versus machine that never happened the young bucks not wanting to wrestle FTR again, okay yeah, People go disagree with me whatever but F- them no wanting to lose To FTR on their third match shows you what they all about So it's a lot of issues going on with AEW coming in on their third year and they need to fix it but the third year anniversary show they started off with MJF versus Wheeler Yuta this match was pretty good not a bad match and whatnot but mjf wins the match with a new notif- um, modification of a salt of the earth move but after that uh lee Moriarty went into the ring and attacked yuda after yuda asked mjf to shake his hand stokely comes out upset at mjf to hit yuda with the aew ring until William Regal, who was in the announcing uh, booth, uh, showed up, put brass knuckles on his hand, and came down the ramp, and everybody laughed. So I don't know where that's gonna go. The Stokely and the firm—we don't know. This could be very interesting. Now this is the third season, should we say? Jay Lethal versus Darby Allen. This was a pretty good match. And pretty much looks like Sanjay Dutt and Sanjay Singh are going to break up with Jay Litu because they cost him the match with Darby Allin. And afterward, you can see that Darby Allin asked him, let's shake my hand. He shook his hand. You see Sanjay Dutt and Singh not approving of that. Jay Litu leaving disgusted after that incident. Uh, Then we had the... TNT title match between Brian Cage versus Warlow. And let me tell you something with this match. This match pretty much showed you what they're all about. This is what happens. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to the uh, Tony Khan having the mentality of putting a match like this be- between Cage and Warlow. A dream match. That yeah, maybe may not be a dream match to you guys, but it's a dream match to me. Dream match it could have been Brian Cage versus Kenny Omega a couple of years ago and he didn't do it. Is he waking up on this now? I don't know. But this match was pretty good with two big it was a big test for Warlow and he ends up beating Cage uh with Powerbomb and Symphony and the Gates of Agony came out of nowhere and attacked Warlow. And out of nowhere came some more Joe. But then was too much and then F D. R. popped out. So this was very interesting, and I was like, okay, so the Gates of Agony might get a shot at the uh, FTR for the Ring of Honor Tag Team title, and that's exactly what it was all about. Then we had the Women's Division. This Women's Division needs help, and I'm going to say that over and over again. There's Britt Baker, Soraya. Oh, they, this division looks real weak, especially with Tony Storm as a champion. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm going to say Tony Storm is a it's so a weak champion. It just makes her look weak because the whole division is weak. I mean, it, it's crazy. I think it's time to get Jay Carhill with that, put that belt around her. She needs to. It's like they got two different divisions in there. Wh- wh- whatnot. not? Uh, but this match wasn't that exciting. We saw Soraya again going at it with Britt Baker. I mean, again, same bull crap, but not. Willow Nanningale gets the pen. She gets a win for the team. Big win for her because every time I see her wrestling, She's always either getting pinned or losing. I don't understand it. You know what I'm saying? Claim did the scissoring day, which it was fun. It was hilarious. Um, But it looks like I could see uh, Swerve Strickland turning on Keith Lee when they have their rematch. I think next week is uh, Swerve Strickland against Billy Gunn. I I can't see Billy Gunn winning this match at all. So, who knows? Rouge versus Hangman Page, another dream match, another good match. But you knew Hangman Page was gonna win this because, you know, you know, uh um he's fra- he's gonna face Moxley. So he's not gonna lose to Roos. You know what I'm saying? So th- that's gonna be interesting. Private party came out, it looked like they were gonna jump up, but Mox comes out of nowhere and he looks at them saying, Don't don't you dare go in that ring And that's when he said the issue about the kids comment so this is going to be good this is him and i'm at Page going at it i think it's on the a couple of weeks ago a couple of weeks from now in cincinnati is going to be cool luchasaurus versus fuego de sower this was a quick match this is a i feel bad for uh fuego de he this guy don't get no no credit at all it was a quick match win for luchasaurus jungle boy comes out of nowhere his luchasaurus with a chair still they still I love what they're doing. They're making this match for Luchasori versus Jungle Boy to be very intense. So we'll see what happens. Then we had the main event, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus Daniel Garcia and Danielson. And, of course, it was a great match through the whole match until Chris Jericho went and used the Ring of Honor title to hit Danny Garcia with the belt so Sammy Guevara could get the pin. So, it's going to be interesting to see Daniel Garcia to go at it with Chris Jericho. And he may be the guy, and whatnot, that's going to take Jericho's belt and become of Honor champion. I can see that happen. You know what I'm saying? Even though he's the pure champion, but I think Lee Moriarty is going to end up beating Danny Garcia because Jericho is going to cost him that. So, it's, it's it's very interesting. So, now let's go to the AEW Rampage. We We have the Blackpool Combat Club. John Moxley, Wheeler Yuda and Chloe Costa lonely versus Rush and Private Party. Uh, of course, you can't you, you can't expect Roosh to win this match when you got Private Party in there. You know, uh at during the end, Rush kicked out of Utah, kicked Yuda in the head before hitting the super kick on Moxley. But Moxley attacked Rush back and sent him to the outside before Moxley hit Rush with a 2 page suicida to the outside. Cloudy called Cassidy off the silly string before hitting an uppercut on Cassidy. Judah got Quinn and the bicep slide submission hole for the submission win. Again, the private party losing again. They are lost in the shuffle. This team, when they came, came out of House of Glory and went to AEW and shocked the number one team, I believe was the, I think they beat the Young Bucks um, when they had the tournament. Uh, You know, you thought they were going to go places. They have not done nothing with them at all. It's crazy. Then we had the Josh Woods and Tony Needs with Mark Sturdy versus the Boston Blondes. Who cares? Why they even have Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. still in AEW? Those guys should be let go. Josh Woods and Tony Needs wins that match. Mark Sturdy reviews that Josh and Tony were now to be named as the varsity athlete and that Pillman Jr. Garrison. Cannot use the word varsity anymore. Billy Gunn and AEW tag team champion mass caster Anthony Bowens interrupts Sturdy before the, s- the Three seasons in the ring with Woods and Sterling and needs getting out of the ring And of course, Eddie Kingston cut a promo back. Say apologize for his attack on Sam Garrard on Sam's uh, grand slam and then proceeded to call the producer of the segment an asshat, uh an hat. <laughs> so Why they have Eddie Kingston cutting a promo for his attack on sammy guevara uh I, I, what I, I don't know i don't know what's going on there <sighs> then we had ty Melo versus anna jjs uh who cares about the sky blue mass and rain runners the rain ever since she came back that woman has been losing every damn match there is so then we had the aew trills tag team championship match between death triangle and dark order and uh you know um of course we were not gonna. We knew that they were not gonna win because uh, you know Dark Order right now. It's not. You know it's, it's 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 just it's it's crazy. But here what happened toward the end. So the bring they hit a brain bust on pack for a near four. Phoenix tagged in for Silver him with a punch. Vance and Reynolds tagged in, but Phoenix chopped them all. Phoenix went for a double cutter by Vance, but Vance and Reynolds call home to hit the p- pendulum bomb for a near four. Phoenix hit a top row hook on Reynolds before Penta tagged in and hit sing, sling blade on Vance and Reynolds on a backside on Silver. Silver and Reynolds hit a stunner German suplex on Penta before Vance hit a discolari on Penta for Neil 4 Jose the assistant distracted the referee long, long enough to allow Pack to hit Reynolds in the head with the hammer gifted to him by Rouche. Pack tagged in and locked. In the brutalizing on Reynolds for the knockout when Death Triangle is still tall at the end of the broadcast. So, Roosh helped the Death Triangle. Hmm. That makes no sense to me. Who makes up this shit? I don't know why. So, I have no idea. Then we had Battle of the Belts. The Battle of the Belts. Uh, it was a uh, All Atlantic Championship match. Park versus Trent Beretta. And of course, Pac won that match. Not much to talk about that. We knew that was gonna happen. Willow Niger versus Jay Carhill. And of course, we already know that Jay Carhill won that match. Uh, Jay got Willow in a chin lob before slamming her into the mat. Back from the break, Jay was doing pull-ups, but Willow caught her with a two versus Larry. The Tijeras, a knife edge chop, a cannonball, and a middle rope shotgun drop on Carhill for a new four. Jay went for the pump kick, but Willow evaded and attempted to head her again, but Carole hit a face slam on Willow, followed by the jaded for the pitfall. At least she got a title shot, but again, she loses. After the match, of Rose stole the TBA championship and ran out of the arena after Vicky distracted Jay, Carol Hogan, and Leon Gray. Uh, Matt Hardy and the e token soaking were interviewed backstage by Le- Lexi and had do we Pay accused Hardy of contract tapping. To which Hardy responded by saying that he would delete them, they continue to be in his business. Uh, FTFW channel was interviewed backstage with Lexi uh, regarding the letter he got from Trust Brother, but Hook refused to answer the question. Well, let's we'll see. Tag team title match, of course, they put these, uh gates of agony in there with FTR what you thought was going to be the results FTR wins this match I'm not going to talk about it it's not even about it. So so uh, it looks like it looks to me that Tony Khan is making all these Vingovana guys look bad I'm sorry I'm sorry to say it but that's the way it sounds to me so I don't know but overall AEW um, as far as at the 3 year anniversary you can't ask for nothing better than this so you know what else is new so um, it's just crazy. So let us let, see if there's any AEW news that I know of. I don't think there's any more. I know MJF on Eddie Kingston. He said he I'll, I'll never wrestle that slob. Kingston responded respond MJ responded father was saying that he's an authentic as you get. He expressed his beliefs that probably scary for a fake tough guy from slum of Yonkers. So he and our MJF is over here having issues with Eddie Kingston. I don't I don't I don't get that. So uh let me see uh that right now it might be it uh for aew this week but we'll be right back with more news hey what's going on it's your boy jay the red sante host of turnbuckle tabloid and you're listening to the chokeslam wrestling report back we're gonna end it with new japan news as you guys know uh new japan uh have the f- uh royal quest but i don't know what happened if you didn't have new japan world you couldn't see royal quest and i was so upset because I, I apparently they're gonna show that uh the uh the replay of royal quest again somewhere in the ending of middle of october so i, I by then, I don't really care to give you the results on that because it makes no damn sense. Anyway, New Japan Pro Wrestling news. Two title matches added to New Japan Battle Autumn on November 5th. The uh, you know, IWP United States Champion Will Ospreay will wrestle, will defend his belt against Tsu Naido. And then the Open Weight Championship. Carl Anderson will wrestle little brother of the Tamatanga, Hikaleo. So that's going to be interesting. There's Hikaleo going to be able to beat Carl Anderson and win his first singles title, which will be cool. Antonio Inoki, who passed away last week, was named Honorary Lifetime Chairman of New Japan Pro Wrestling. The company posted the following statement on its website. New Japan Pro Wrestling wishes once again to express our profound grief at the passing of the founder, Antonio Inoki, and our deepest sympathies to the fans and family and friends. As part of our 50th anniversary celebration, it's celebrate Antonio Inoki's role as a founder, wrestler beyond new japan had planned to name mr noki the honorary lifetime chairman of new japan pro wrestling after tony noki graciously accepted the invitation, he was officially named honorary lifetime chairman september 1st of 2022. so this information was due to me being public on this monday at declaration of power in roku ryoku soma hall it's all deep sadness that this announcement cannot take place as previously planned However, in accordance with Mr. Inoki's wishes, all of us in New Japan Pro Wrestling will continue to move forward and lead the professional wrestling world to the utmost of our ability. Of course, Inoki founded New Japan Pro Wrestling in 1972, and he is a one-time, ready for this, WWF Heavyweight World Champion. Though his reign is not recognized by the company, the influential figure was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2010. So let me give you news flats for you WWE fans. By saying, "Oh, I didn't know he was a WWE champion." Yes, he beat Bob Backlund back in 1978 and won a ba- Backlund's reigns. Bob Backlund, uh claimed that they had he had a five-six year reign as champion. No, he lost the belt to Tony Noki when he went to wrestle Tony Noki in Japan, and they won it back the following night or two nights later. But Noki was a world champion, WWE world champion, but. Of course WWE would not let you know that and whatnot. And this is why one of the reasons I was at, I always wonder why are they putting Antonio Noki in the WWE Hall of Fame with this man only wrestled like once or twice under the WWE banner and it was because of that. So there you go. So the declaration of power that's gonna happen this Monday, the the, the matches you're gonna have the IWGP World Heavyweight Title Match between Jay White versus Tomatanga. Uh, Koshisko Koshiko Okada versus Jonah, New Japan Kino Pro Wrestling t- title, who's your daddy match? Shingo Takaji versus Fatazmo. Tachi ishimura versus Kushida. Well, Kushida's not gonna be there because he was not clear. So I don't know what they're gonna do with that. Hiroki Goto and Joshi Hashi versus United Empire Great Khan and Jeff Cobb. Dangerous Tekatachi and Zack Saber Jr. versus T.M. D.K. Badu Tito and Shane hell Shane Haste. David Finley, Ren Narita, Robbie Eagle versus Zuki Gonduki at Desperado and jo- Shanupu Nakanamaru. 609, Master Wado and Rok- Taguchi versus uh, Hikoleo and Taru and ha- Roshi Tadahashi versus House of Torture. Los de Gobernabe de Japon, Bushi, Taka- uh, Hiromo Takahashi, Sanada, and Naito go against the United Empire. Arahunari, Akira, TJP, and Osprey. So, this is going to be cool. Again, Kashida is not clear for New Japan declaration of power on Monday. Kashida was scheduled to face Tishi Ishimori a declaration of power on Monday and is still recovering from bow or with hand, foot, and mouth disease and will not be clear to compete. Uh, so, we'll see what happens with that. And. Uh, one final note real quick. Uh, in the interview, Andrades who I, I spoke about earlier in this podcast, he has issue, uh, he has no good terms with AAA. Andrade uh, has few speculations at the start. will be finishing up with AEW soon. But a wrestling observer, Dave Meltzer, which I don't trust anything this man says, noted that Andrade is frustrated with AAA and Mexico promotion with partners with AEW. Andrade uh, has not been in good terms with Triple A. Conan asked for the idea for Andrade's and Kenny Omega match where Ric Flair was in the ring and Conan worked a spot with Ric Flair and everything. He felt that they owe him one. If you remember at the time, Kenny Omega was very open to losing to Andrade, losing the championship to Andrade. At first, the only good plan was for Andrade to win. And then Triple A decided that Andrade was, I felt that it was the price he was asking. With the price he was asking, they figured they would rather have Kenny Omega win. So, Omega won the match, even though Flair was there and everything like that. Andrade worked again, but he has not worked some recent shows there and got the impression that he, I think he thought he would be working all three Triple Mania shows. And when that didn't happen, I think that he kinda, kind of kind uh, of out there right now. Also, working with Triple M meant that he couldn't go to New Japan. And I know that he would like to go back to New Japan. When he was younger, he held the Intercontinental Championship there. He with Susuke Nakamura and Kidani was a big proponent of his. He was very disappointed when he went to WWE because he felt that Andrade could have been a major superstar in Japan. Andrade has previously expressed frustration not being able to work with New Japan. It is believed that this is because New Japan partner promotes CMML doesn't want New Japan associating with AAA talent because of, and Andrade has deal with AAA. There's a lot of stuff going on, but that is it for the show today. There was a lot of stuff, a lot of wrestling, and that is the end of my show today. Again, guys, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Follow me on my YouTube channel, the Chokesland Wrestling Report. I want to get those 230 subscribers on my YouTube channel for, for the last three years. Yeah, that may not sound a lot, but 230 people, that is not bad at all. Uh, I want to thank those people, my audio podcast from all different countries um, Colombia, Saudi Arabia, uh, we talking about uh, what? What else? Japan, uh, even Russia. Who uh, right now they going through a lot of bull crap. Um, Australia, England, Ireland. Every, it's everywhere. I'm everywhere. So I want to thank those people who keep supporting the podcast. Um, big ups to my peoples. You know who they are. Um, but that is that is it for me today, guys. Um, I'm a little bit under the weather, so. Uh, again, wanna follow me? Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can follow the podcast, audio podcast, through Amazon Music, um, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, um, any audio platforms that you guys like to listen to your favorite shows, Any audio platform, you can find me. So, till then, guys, be safe and be uh, blessed, and I will see you guys next week. Hit the music.